kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider sharing it with a teacher, a classmate, a relative, or someone you think should hear it. And thanks. What is self-love? Well, I need to learn more about it. So can you tell me? Self-love is the ability to see the awesomeness that exists within all of us. No matter what makes us who we are, being able to say, I'm enough, I'm worthy as I am. And I think that's exactly what self-love is. Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and I'm your host. The voices you heard just a moment ago were from Julia and Brandon. Each week, we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our A Kid's Book About series. Hi, my name is Brandon Farbstein. I'm 22 years old. I am disabled, queer, and a member of Gen Z, and I am the author of a kid's book about self-love. Self-love. Self-love may be the most important of all the shades of love. It's where it all starts. Are you familiar with the term self-love? It really is being able to quiet the negative voice that sometimes goes on inside of our head, telling us that we have to be someone that we're not or because we don't look a certain way or we weren't born like someone in our class or in our friend group, we don't get to have the same opportunities as them. It's being able to quiet that negative voice and instead replacing it with one that tells us we may be different, we may have things that other people don't have, but that doesn't make us any less than. Self-love is the ability to get back up when we have days where we're feeling down or we don't have much drive or positivity within us, but knowing that we can continue on no matter what. Self-love might be a new feeling for you. To be honest, I didn't have a whole lot of self-love as a kid. I was really hard on myself. I compared myself to others a lot. It's something I've had to work on a lot as a grown-up, and I'm really proud to say that I have been able to find a lot of love for myself and for how I walk through the world. So how about you? How does loving yourself make you feel? Turn to someone listening with you and share, if you feel comfortable. Julia and Brandon are also going to share. It makes me feel feel really loving. Having self-love makes me feel like the most me version of who I am. Like I could be 100% myself and be okay with that. Finding self-love may take practice. Self-love doesn't come naturally to everyone. Brandon generously shares a personal example. This is where I really wanted to create a book that was dedicated in a lot of ways to the younger version of myself. I 
really struggled with mental health and just my own self-acceptance when I was a kid. And a lot of that stemmed from being born with a rare form of dwarfism. I'm one of 84 people in medical history to be born with a condition called metatropic dysplasia. And so you can't really tell this by the sound of my voice, but I stand at three foot nine, which is about the same size of a seven-year-old. And even though I'm 22, this is the size that I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And I had to really learn that sometimes we don't have control over what happens to us, but we always have control in how we respond and the thoughts that go on inside of our head. And it really was through therapy and counseling that I was able to pick that up. But if it weren't for having not only that support system, but my incredible family, my parents, who I call my superheroes, I don't know that I would have been able to pick up that perspective otherwise. Sometimes we don't have control over what happens to us. Oh, I love that Brandon shared that. Self-love is intentional. You have to practice it on purpose. But when you do, oh, it can be a powerful catalyst for change. 1,000%. I think self-love is such a domino effect because when you see one person being confident and being so happy in their skin, it's infectious. And I think through being able to show up as the realest version of yourself, showing your truest colors and just being all that makes you, you, that empowers the people around you to do the same thing. And that's also the power of representation. When we get to see someone that either looks the same way that we do or is coming from a similar background or walk of life or whatever that might be, it is so powerful. And that's where I wanted to not only bring my personal story into it, but a lot of the tools and really the perspective that I've been able to gain on the world and just adversity as a whole that I think is so universal, not only for kids, but for so many grownups too. We will be back in a minute with Brandon Farbstein and Brandon's suggestions on how to identify harmful thoughts and move through them. All of that right after this quick break. Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our A Kid's Book About series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong, and what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say, your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of A Kid's Book About Belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode, 
of A Kid's Book About, the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Welcome back to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about self-love with A Kid's Book About author, Brandon Farbstein. If you are new to practicing self-love, rest assured that you are not alone. Here's Brandon. I don't think self-love is something that we're born with. I firmly believe it's a skill, one that we have to practice and work on quite literally every single day. And there are so many factors that are working against us to do that and to really see ourselves in the fullest capacity of who we are without the blinders that sometimes we put on because of social media, comparison, society saying that we need to be a certain way. So we kind of fake it or become someone that we're not. And I know for me, it was really having to go through very severe cyberbullying in high school, where I not only received some of the worst hate-filled messages that you could imagine, but I would receive threats from the peers at my school. And it was such a terrifying experience, not only to walk into school every single day and have that level of control where I didn't know who was behind any of these messages, didn't know if it was the person sitting next to me in Spanish class. But it also, it really changed the definition that I had of myself because I eventually listened to the comments and the messages saying that I was the ugliest thing that they've ever seen or I'm never going to find anyone that will love me. Just incredibly hurtful things. And I literally let that become the story that I was telling myself because that was what I was hearing so constantly. And with social media, you can't really shut that off. So we have to be... I think, incredibly intentional about who we're surrounding ourselves with and even the environments that we are putting ourselves in. Because I know when I left that high school, which in a lot of ways was really toxic for me, it genuinely transformed my life because I was able to use that experience to testify in front of the Virginia state lawmakers and get two laws passed, one on bullying prevention, the other requires empathy and emotional intelligence to be taught within all K through 12 classrooms. It's one of those things when we have the ability to rise up from the experiences that we've gone through and not be defined or confined even by them, we take back our personal power. And I know that was the case for me. And I had to learn self-love through not having any. And now that I'm at a place in my life where I'm so proud to be me, I feel incredibly fortunate to be able to not only show up as this person, but to literally live my message every single day. 
Brandon writes in a kid's book about self-love, quote, In order for the world to change around me, I needed to change within me first. That's when I learned that I could choose my thoughts, end quote. Choosing your own thoughts may seem like something beyond your control, but listen to this fantastic wisdom Brandon shared. An amazing imagery that a therapist taught me a few years ago, to think of thoughts like passing clouds. They sometimes are these really big, dark, scary, thunderous clouds that produce storms and linger for a little bit of time over us. Or they could be these little, like, wispy, thin clouds that are just passing right by and don't block any of the sunshine. But to always remember that thoughts come and go, and we don't need to let a certain thought or something that keeps coming up, we don't need to let that define us. And that's where it is so helpful to gain the tools and the the skills, really, that therapy teaches you, you don't need to be in a place where you're feeling completely overwhelmed or isolated or in total darkness in order to benefit from therapy. I strongly believe every single person, no matter what we are dealing with, can have a really positive benefit from taking part in therapy. Even if it's just learning something new about yourself or how you think or how you see the world. And That's something that sticks with you for life. Taking this lived experience and using it to create a book that would speak to countless others was a big focus for Brandon. I first learned about a kid's co, which was formerly, I knew it as ACBA, Kids Book About, before it became a kid's co, when my friend Mayor Kay wrote a kid's book about optimism. That is how I initially got introduced because Mayer and I were in the same virtual program through MIT during the pandemic. So we've actually never met IRL, but we're just like social media friends, which is amazing. And I remember him posting about it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing. What is a kid's book about? And I looked into it. And literally the the visceral reaction that I had to seeing every title, to seeing the mission statement, quite literally everything, I said, this has to be something that I do. I collaborate with them. Like there's just so much synergy here. Self-love wasn't something that was initially on my radar, but it was through kind of workshopping that a little bit, trying to find what that core topic could be that again, not only infuses my personal story and the experience that I've had, but shares a message that has such a huge effect on people. And I say people because it's not just kids. The feedback that we have gotten from not only the book, but just the message of self-love and the beauty of what it brings to your life has been so incredibly just awesome. I don't have a better way to describe it. And I think it's something that when we're able to practice it and we're able to identify even the the smallest things that we can do on a daily basis to be just a bit more kind to ourselves, to have a bit more compassion to the person that we see in the mirror, that makes such a difference. 
and we may not think so in the moment, but I can tell you from my own experience, it really does add up. Before we end our time together today, I asked Brandon what types of steps we all can take to help ensure that we keep a regular practice of self-love. I'll leave you with his generous response. I think a couple things that we could all do. Number one, we should stop comparing ourselves to those around us. And this is especially relevant to the kiddos out there. And me being 22, I just want to reiterate, I'm not that far from where you are right now. But it's so easy to see somebody else and think, oh, I don't have what they have, so I'm not good enough. Or I'm not worthy or I'm not deserving of the same opportunities. Instead, being able to really see that we all are built in a way that is so uniquely awesome because that's how we are. And not trying to say we have to be on somebody else's timeline. We have to look the same way that we do. We have to think the same way that we do. None of that. We just have to be us. And then I would say the second thing, learning to make the voice inside your head the loudest one amongst anyone else. I talk about this in the book a little bit where when we are able to focus on that inner voice that is telling us that we are enough, telling us that we are you know, worthy, we are awesome the way that we are, that is what drives us forward. Instead of people saying, you're not going to get there or whatever it might be, there's always going to be that negativity out there. But it's self-love and that inner voice that will always take us forward. Thank you to Brandon Farbstein, author of A Kid's Book About Self-Love, for joining us today. And special thanks to Julia for lending their voice to this episode. Hi, my name is Julia and I am seven years old and I live in Maryland. Want to be on a future episode of a kid's book about the podcast? I would love that. Write to me or record a message and email me at listen at akidsco.com. A Kid's Book About the Podcast is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner, with help from Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by A Kid's Co. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. And check out other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidsco.com. Join us next week for a conversation about anger with a kid's book about author Fabian Ramirez. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co., and I also host A Kids Book About the Podcast, and worth noting, I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya!